listeners, and welcome to a long, long, long overdue episode of Fumbling and Mumbling. I have to apologise for the delay. Our sessions and recordings have continued, but due to various circumstances, I just haven't had the ability to get on with editing and releasing episodes. Hopefully that's all over now. This is our ninth episode overall, and our sixth episode of Dungeon World. In real life, this marks the start of our third session, and it's probably worth noting that while Emery is still the same character, he has changed his playbook to one that more accurately reflects the magic practiced in the Tempest Peaks. It should all make sense, but of course, message us and let us know if anything is confusing. On with the show. Your class weapon is now a scythe. He actually gave me a choice of three. Sharpened scythe, blackened staff, or sacrificial dagger. He's going for the really kind of appealing-looking, yeah. friendly guys. He's got the blackened staff, which is what you had anyway. Okay, yeah, it was. Silver and silver, silver. just metal shard. It wasn't yeah. sort of white. It's white as a magic wand. You know silver is a white metal, right? <laughs> cool. There's a tower that has appeared on the map. It's one of the northern keeps of the Empire. You know, it's, it's just one of the strongholds on the northern border. Do we get to go there? If you want. And take it for ourselves. Not yet, but possibly. Do you want to establish your own fortress? Yes. Why did you ask that? There's only going to be one answer. This is true. So would anyone care to recap? At the beginning of the session, you were yeah. still in the ruins. You yeah. finished off finished the, in the ruins. ruins. And Reporting we... to the library and back. Yes, yes. We, went, we used the magic gems to That's go to right. the library. We met some people on the road back. She who... met uh, Finbar and Yev. That's the one. They accompanied us to Tubridge. So, yes, I think the inn we stayed at was at their recommendation. It was the <laughs> Golden Lamb. And at the moment, I'm the only person paying for anything, you freeloaders. Because technically all so, your money is half Steve's right. or well, half Harry's. <laughs> yeah. um, I resent the uh, implication that I'm freeloading. I haven't actually bought anything yet. No, we've noticed that. Oh, well, you haven't bought anything for me. I haven't needed anything. You've eaten one of your rations. What happens when they run out? <laughs> Find things in the wilderness. Do they have shops in the wilderness? Every <laughs> stand life in the wild. <laughs> well, I went to see rangers. There was a ranger's way station. The, ranger way station yes. the ranger at the way station here is Daryl. Daryl, right. Okay, fine. Um, I will so... never see him again. So Okay, fine. <laughs> Poor Daryl. He told us a little bit about the attacks that have been going on on travelling merchants. Yes. He would be willing to offer some coin to you and your companions, or if you were willing to forego the coin, he would be willing to offer you or consider offering that... you a membership in the Rangers. Oh, yes, you're right, because I seem to be getting lots of rewards in kind, because the funny chap at the temple also... The funny chap, Milo. Milo, the ex-priest of Bailbar. That's the one. <laughs> the all-seeing... Also offered us a uh, a boon at some point as he opposed did. He's offered to. You. <laughs> I sold him the silver eye for a favour. You did. So I believe we are about to head off to the Grimwood. Yes, you also from Daryl. He mentions that Quora, who is another ranger who spends most of her time in the Grimwood, she's reported a structure that she hasn't seen previously. Mm. It seems to have appeared from nowhere, but they've not been able to explore it because they're spread so thin up here at the moment. She potentially is in the Grimwood. Yep. And he said, obviously, if you do encounter it, then you're here on behalf of Daryl, and she probably won't kill you then. Yay. Which bodes well. You sold the various bits and pieces of loot that you found. Yeah, I think we did, yeah. The most significant one was that the holy symbol Merit sold to Milo. 
<laughs> former priest, but in fact exchanged it with Milo for services to be rendered. Did he get the book as well? Did someone else get the book? The book you kept hold of. You then, determined that it's yeah. not really useful to anyone other than a cleric or yeah. a religious figure. But, but it's worth examining just to try and pick up information about it. He wants to have a read of it as yeah. a Start to learn the language. Seems fair. What was the language? It was, was Vereen, the official language of the Vereen Empire. Okay. It'll take you time, but you can work your way through that book. You already know the basics that it appears to be a Bible, and you are aware from your magical study of it. Which I can no longer do. You can no longer do that. <laughs> you could at the time. So we'll, we'll assume that you, you had in your possession a few scrolls of identify. But yes, you, you know that it would be useful to a cleric and potentially grant them new spells and new prayers, rather. Sure. When you reported to the City Watch about the ruins that you've been to previously with the vole people in, oh, yes. um, you spoke to a private Baldric who was not particularly helpful and seems to be somewhat racist. But he said that the captain would come and see you probably the next day, which is oh, yes. now today. Have... Captain Darling. You spoke to him about the attacks on the Mersian caravans, and you did ask if there'd been any survivors, and he sort of said, no, um, well, not unless you have crazy old Carmine. Carmine seems to be some crazy guy. Yeah. But he apparently witnessed and survived one of the attacks, right. but no one really knows if he's on so if we, so we have, Yeah, we want. could, because we have to be in town to wait for the captain tomorrow anyway, so if we have time, I don't know what time it is, getting on for evening. Okay. It's morning, actually. You old Carmine spends most of his time at the Golden Calf, which is on the north side of the river and is not a, a reputable establishment. And yeah, basically all you know about old Carmine is he's a bit of a lunatic. Take what he says with a grain of salt. Fair enough. Private Boulder didn't recommend seeing him. Well, I think it would be a useful source of information. In which case, um, I think we should wander yeah. up there and see if we can find him. Ooh. When is the captain going to call? Is it worth one of us staying in the inn to talk to him? Do we have a time? Baldrick, he said he would let the captain know and that the captain would come and see you if, if they wanted to know anything sure. else. Cool. In which case, I'll have a chat to them at the inn and just so you know, we are heading out for a few hours. If the captain calls, can you let them know we'll be back later? Of course. And you paid for the room for like four or five days? Yeah. Ruidor, you didn't actually do much in town. <laughs> You're uncomfortable in a civilization, we say. Uncomfortable. uncomfortable. I don't like it. Yeah, it's terribly uncivilised, yeah. What can I say? No, you just need to, to experience it more. Go out in the town a bit. Perhaps you need to show me, Emery. <laughs> well, I'll introduce you to the joy of whorehouses and the like. I'll teach you about the real world, not all this skulking around in the woods. On that note, you're about to head to the woods. <laughs> Excellent. Far more acceptable. Wonderful. So, the Grimwood is... It'll use up a few of your rations again. Their distance in Dungeon Worlds is measured in rations. Yeah, I can't remember if I bought some others. I thought I had, but I can't remember. I seem to have written it down. Maybe I didn't. How much are the rations again for five? Five rations is three gold or three coins. Three coins. I think I might get some rations. Yeah, if everyone's happy for that, I'll have to do that. And they weigh one. Five rations weigh one. As it happens, it turns out I already can't carry most of this stuff. I'm going to have to actually change my style of thing. I'm going to have to not have the bag of books. I'll carry your ration. Well, it's not just that. We also have books from the ancient empire with us as well, which are all another two ways. You have booked a room for several days. No oh, yeah, okay. Can these look there? Sure. No worries, then. You can <clears throat> carry more than your encumbrance limit, but you start to take penalties. Yeah. So, so 
I know what we need to do because I've been playing plenty of Skyrim. What we need to do is find our own house. <laughs> Buy a house in town, actually. No, I want that tower. Not a tower. A keep would be 75,000 coins. So that's a little different. But if that little tower has been overrun by bandits and we kill the bandits, then we can, you know, take possession of the keep. But as far as you know, it hasn't been overtaken by bandits. Sure it has. Hmm. I mean, maybe in the future, if you were to perform a great duty for the regent of the empire, they would give you a keep. Shall we go and see if we can find Crazy Carmine? Crazy Carmine sounds good to me. Right, so shall we go and see this crazy person? So we head towards the northern part of town, crossing the bridge, mm-hmm. as they now refer to it, <laughs> and you make your way to the Golden Calf. In fact, Ruidor, you know that the Golden Calf is somewhere run down of ill repute? Tell me about it. I don't know anything about town, so they all look ill reputed to me. <laughs> okay. It's going to be in a kind of a, uh, an area where the streets are quite narrow, so it's quite built in, quite a lot of people living there. There'll be like, you know, washing hanging out of the windows and sewage in the street and children playing and animals. It's a general kind of low rent area. Okay. I think the door to the tavern is actually on like a partway down a dead end alley as well. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. A large guy just kind of nonchalantly leaning, acting as bouncer. They have a bouncer? It's high class, I thought. As you, as you sort of approach the place, he just sort of packs the, the mace hanging by his side. <laughs> they don't go half-hearted and just use clubs here. They use maces. <laughs> excellent. It looks like they have uh, some excellent help, so there shouldn't be any trouble inside. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think this bar is, is like in a basement level, so when you go in the door, you have to go down the stairs, so it's actually underground. Nice. You, you get down there, it, something's dripping from the ceiling. Ooh. Yes, it is a, a smoke-filled, sticky-floored, underground, or nice. you know, basement. What's the name of Skyrim after again? Crazy Carmine. Crazy Carmine. Is Wonderful. there something approximating a bar? It is a slightly battered bar. You'd have to guess that it's a half-orc stood behind the bar, cleaning a glass with a dirty rag. <laughs> nice. What time of day is it? Morning. Uh, it's morning. Morning, barkeep. We're looking for Crazy Carmine. Understand he frequents this establishment. Yep. Any idea if he'd be in at the moment? Yep. He's in at the moment? Yep. Would he be able to point us in his direction? What are you having to drink? I think my, uh, three my, ale? my friend. Oh, yes, three ales is fine. Oh, ale. Hoity toity ale. <laughs> he turns around and uh, fills three glasses that look vaguely clean. Um, and it used to be very high establishment in this place. This has gone downhill in, be, uh, in recent centuries. Yes, he uh, pops three glasses of what is passable as ale on the counter um, and then sort of nods over towards one corner and says, Carmine sat over there. And Thank there's, you. A, there's a table with a, a guy sat there just nursing a beer. So what, what does he drink for preference? Anything? He pretty much drinks anything. Thank you very much. Yep. Um, how, much was the, how much were the drinks? One coin for the three. Very cheap here. That's the only thing I have going for it. Right, well, we will go over oh, yeah. and uh, Carmine, I think, is going to get all our drinks. Yay! <laughs> I don't know. I'll taste my drink. Oh, it's definitely well worth the taste. But well, look at everyone as a learning experience through it all. We will uh, approach Carmine. Morning, can I offer you an ale? Looks up at you. I will offer him an ale. Thanks. He sort of like pulled it in and is now holding a beer in one hand and an ale in the other. We hear that you may know something about the recent attacks on the caravans outside town. Yes, yes, that I do. Who, who told you that? 
Word on the street. That, 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 that passes, yes. Okay, what, what, what do you want to do? Anything that you can tell me about it. What happened? How many people attacked? You know? Yeah, sniffs the ale that you've given him. <laughs> it's a very suspicious little man. People? Why do you think it was people? It wasn't people. Not people like I know people anyway. What was it? Things, nasty things. What sort of things? Fur, feathers, claws, teeth? All of the above. <laughs> it was like a bear, but with extra arms. It was massive. It ripped into the side of the carriage and started pulling people out. And then another one of them came out of the woods and it ripped the hoxen off the front of the carriage <laughs> and started dragging those away by their leashes. How many it, were there? There were met, lot, lots of them. There were loads of them, all different sizes, all different shapes. And they killed everyone. They, I, I only survived because they, they left me for dead underneath one of the bits of broken wood. Did anyone else manage to escape? No, no. They're not as good as Carmine. They ain't as clever as Carmine. Did you have any guards on the caravan when he went in? We had guards, but they got the guards first. That suggests some kind of intelligent attack. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Absolutely. They were, they were cunning and clever. They ambushed us. Do you know which way they went afterwards? We dragged everyone back into the Grimwood. Hmm. They've been attacking caravans for, for weeks now, but I never really believed that, that there was something that horrible. I, I thought it was bandits, but, but no, no, I don't know what these things were. They were demons. Demons is what they were. Yeah. Did they smell? He sniffs his beer. He takes a swig of his beer. You know, they, they, they smell like animals of mangled fear and, and blood. Terrible, terrible, foul smell. What does mangled fur smell like? Sorry, I don't know much about the woods, so I'm just curious. You don't want to know much about those woods? No, probably not. Terrible place. Sounds terribly uncivilised. So, they were like bears with extra arms. Aye. Many, many flailing arms with savage claws at the end. Do we get any impression that there is a tiny kernel of truth at the middle <laughs> of this? Make a party roll. Excellent. So the way party works is that you have leverage oh, yeah. over someone, which in this case is the beer. You're offering mm-hmm. him something, but it could be like you're threatening someone that could be your, your leverage. So what did you roll on Christmas Eve? Including bonuses, nine. Can I well, have it, please? Because I rolled 12. <laughs> Whichever way you look at it, if one of you was assisting the other, then you would have rolled enough <laughs> to succeed That's cool. fully. Oh, so we'll assume that you succeeded fully. And he's quite pleased with the beer. This is one of the good beers, this is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or one of the expensive ones starts swinging it faster. <laughs> right. So well, I, I tasted it now, then. <laughs> Incidentally, I'm curious as to what uh, reaction Ruidor had to the beer, to the ale. Have you drunk your beer or you've had some of your beer? I have, yeah. But what does Ruidor, does Ruidor drink? Is he, a, is he an ale kind of man? Well, he doesn't come into civilization, so he would just drink what's available naturally. Unless there's some kind of tree sap that's hallucinogenic, he probably hasn't had alcohol. So, no, this is quite disgusting. It, I mean, it tastes like dirty water and then has this horrible, bitter aftertaste. Has you, like, <laughs> coughing to clear your throat. It's up to you. You can continue drinking it, but you're pretty sure this can't be good for your health. <laughs> Actually suspicious it may be a poison. I shall sniff the, 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 the ale and see if it smells anything like a good ale. It smells like crappy ale. I'll gently put it down. By Emery not drinking it, then I'm not going to carry on drinking it. <laughs> okay. Ah, you're learning. Excellent. When he sees the two of you put your ales down on the table, he sort of looks at them, looks back at the one that Meredith has already given him. He says, if you're not having those... I'd be my guest. 
pulls them close to him. So he's now got like one empty glass, <laughs> one glass of cheap beer, and two glasses of ale. With his arms around them, guarding them. So, what information do you want from him? You've succeeded. You've given him what he wants. You can basically get a is, piece of information. Is from he him. telling the truth? He seems like he's a bit delusional, but uh, definitely yeah. attacked by something, and it definitely wasn't human. It was definitely something mm. monstrous. How often do caravans go through? Caravans are quite regular. They resupply the northern keep, and this is like the first keep. So from that sure. keep, there are probably roads running east yeah. and west that link to other keeps. So if you wanted to ambush a caravan, you wouldn't need to have any formal knowledge of when it was like to come through. You could just no. hole up and you'd pretty much yeah. get one. That's quite frequent. Right. Do we know where the attack happened from other sources? Daryl was able to tell you where it happened. There have been a few attacks, but they all seem to be in more or less the same place. Right. The most recent one was there, where there's a little caravan symbol. What was he doing with the caravan? He was earning some money by helping do common labour, loading and unloading things. Mm. Has to be able to pay for his beer somehow. Can't normally afford this good stuff, though. Mm. Ruidor. Hello. Another patron bumps into you. <laughs> and spills beer over you. Has Rudy just been pickpocketed? Did he do it deliberately? You don't know. He, he looks pissed off. I look pissed off back at him. What are you oh. doing in my way, pointy ear? <laughs> How drunk does he look? He's swaying a bit. Good lord, they start earlier, this pub. Traditionally, Ruador, this is the time when you either respond back aggressively and get into a fight, or you don't respond back aggressively, try to defuse the situation, and still get into a fight. I'll let you see how it works out. <laughs> I'm trying to think what I could do that would just be aggressive but not obvious. You spilled my beer. You better go buy me another one now. No. <laughs> I'm afraid that our friend here doesn't have any money, so he's not able to buy you another beer. He takes a swing at you, Ruido. I dodge that and swing back. You don't punch me. Okay, well, your immediate thing then is going to be defying danger with agility. Dexterity. A dexterity roll, yes. Twelve! I have dodged him. You easily step aside. He stumbles forward past where you were. I want to jab him in the stomach and double him over and then bop him on the head. That qualifies as hack and slash then. <laughs> Eleven. Okay. So as you sort of step aside and he sort of swings, he steps past you. You manage to jab him in the stomach and then bring your elbow down on his head as he doubles over. Yes. And he basically ends up flat on his face on the gross, sticky floor. Very smooth. And a moment or two later, you hear him snoring. In that case, I will leave him there. This is the stage where you look around to see if he had any friends, Rodor. You other people in the bar sort of look up and then look back down. <laughs> That's fine. I will look menacingly around the bar, but not say anything. Well, I think we've probably got as much information as we're going to get out of Crazy Carmine. That seems fair. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you, sir. And um, I hope that your future employment works out better for you. Anytime you need information, just come let old Carmine know. I know, I know lots of secrets. Uh, I'm here. sure you know a great many secrets. Lots of stuff. Yes. Right, let's head off. Yes, let's leave this place. I don't like this place. <laughs> Although I do like a good fight. Apparently so. I get the feeling Ruido might be looking a little bit smug at the moment. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure I do smug. Well done, Ruido. You floored the very drunk, very sleepy man. You're such a hero. Bard shall be singing songs of you far into the future for that, Ruido. Well done. I don't care for such ripperies. <laughs> so you depart the tavern. Mm-hmm. 
the bouncer outside just like watches you go. He doesn't seem to make any kind of move to stop you or ask what happened. He doesn't <laughs> seem to care. I assume we went in there for more than half an hour. No, you were in there for maybe 15 minutes. Should we head straight out then? Hmm. Into the wilderness where it's much safer. Are you going back yeah. to the Golden Lamb at all first? We'll go back and see whether the captain called. The call, yeah. Why was the captain calling again? He might not, but it was just Private Baldrick, whatever his name was, said that if the captain had any questions or wanted any more information about the ruins, he would come and find us at the end. Oh, that's right. You head back to the Golden Lamb. The captain hasn't been there yet. The uh, landlady lets you know that the captain's not visited while you were out. However, while you were talking to her, a woman turns up at the door in a breastplate and what is clearly a watch uniform and heads straight to the landlady and starts to ask if she's got some guests, two elves and a human. And then she's saying that, looks at you and says, <laughs> I guess it's you three then. That would probably be over. Good guess. I can see how you made, Captain. Please ignore my colleague. They're not really up for the niceties of a civilised conversation. How can we be able to say this, Captain? It's fine. I'm used to elves. I'm just going to glare at her. Can't tell, because your eyes are just, like, completely blue and opaque. <laughs> the rest of the facial expression probably says glare. She shrugs, and she sort of heads over to the downstairs of the inn is a tavern with a few tables. It's pretty empty at this time of day. Mm-hmm. It's a respectable tavern. But she, like, pulls a chair up. There are three chairs where you can sit down, if you care to do so. Yeah, yeah. I'm Captain Darling of the Town Watch. <laughs> oh, dear. And one of my privates says that you have been investigating some of the ruins to the south? Yes, we have. You apparently encountered some sort of rat people. Indeed, yes. They uh, actually attempted to assault us before we arrived at the ruins, but we, we were able to drive them off quite, quite quickly. On arrival at the ruins, it seems that there was an infestation of them. It looks as if they tunnelled in from underground. We've temporarily blocked the entrance they were using, but we didn't have the time or resources to block it completely. That makes sense. That ties in with what Podrick told me. How serious a threat are these rat people? Are they, were they skilled warriors? Were they reasonably skilled? I mean, we didn't have that much difficulty, but if they are attacking farmers, travellers, you know. They do also seem to have either a separate class or possibly a separate subspecies of larger, more dangerous rat, right. rat or whatever they are with them as well, like a leader class. That was considerably more dangerous. There have been a few raids on some of the outlying farms. So that would actually tie in with some of the hmm. stories the farmers have been telling. So you said you, you've buried the entrance that they came in through? For now, but it's a very slipshod job. There just simply wasn't the uh, materials or time or manpower, really, to do a better job. It was more just to stop them from swarming up while we were there. Well, I'll be taking a detachment of guards with me later on today. The ruins were trapped. Yes, I believe one of your companions mentioned that to Baldrick. He did say that there were some traps there. I don't particularly enjoy dealing with ruins, but I have some people that have got experience in it. I mean, we can sketch out the details of what we run into. Yeah, so you provide like a very rough map of where traps that you're aware of were, which is actually for you very grateful. I spoke with Daryl at the Rangers Way Station. Oh, I see. Uh, he said that you are travelling to the Grimwood? Yes, we thought we'd take a look into these other attacks on the, uh, the bandits in the area. Have you been in these parts before? Are you familiar with the Grimwood? Not myself, no. I believe possibly one of my companions came from the north of this area originally, but I don't know if they're familiar with this I particular area. So, not, not itself, no. Anything we should watch out for or bear in mind? Well, I don't know what these new things are that are actually attacking, but the Grimwood itself is pretty dangerous anyway. 
have there been any has been any, any evidence left by the attacks before? The only person we've spoken to so far has not been the most reliable of uh, eyewitnesses. We work with Daryl to investigate the last few attacks, and I mean, he's confirmed that there is something. There are signs of a struggle. There are signs of, of violence. But whatever the things are, they're not taking supplies from the caravans. They seem to just be taking the people. And the Hawksen. And Hawksen, yes. Have they left, for instance, large claw marks on things? That's interesting. Were the Hawksen actually dragged from the traces, cut or unbuckled? Based on what Daryl has told me, it looks like the harnesses were ripped free from the carriage and the Hawksen were not actually dragged, but were forced Mm. in the direction of the Grimwood. There are, there are drag signs that indicate that people were physically dragged. Hmm. Daryl thought it was unusual that the damage wasn't consistent with any one type of animal. There was stuff that was smashed, there was stuff that was broken, but he said there were claw marks from half a dozen different creatures. Hmm. Other than the one survivor, were there any bodies found at all? You mean Carmine? Yeah. We're not entirely convinced he was actually part of the caravan. He does right. tell tall tales on occasion that... No, we've not found any supplies. Mm-hmm. But as I say, supplies, equipment, that's all been left there. Yeah, okay. If we disregard whatever that is, the Grimwood itself, just be aware that there are dangerous creatures in there. Merrick, what, what is the most dangerous, most feared creature in the Grimwood? Ooh. I think probably the most dangerous creature is a sort of kind of wolf bear of some sort. The large like bears, they move like bears. They don't mm-hmm. run like wolves, but they have very wolf-like faces. These are the scary things in the Grimwood. Because nobody really knows whether they're real or not, or whether like they used to be real and they've died out, or whether they still exist. But every now and again, you get travellers who say that they've seen one. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, they generally avoid people. But they're ferocious if they're back they are very, the Yes, they are very dangerous. Well, every now and again, people will go missing as all. Well. As an extreme example, she hasn't ever seen one. Even if you disregard those, there are, there are certainly are actual wolves, bears, and other vicious monsters. Large mm. spiders. Yeah, large spiders. There's always giant spiders. Yeah. So is a wolf bear, like, to have the body of a bear and the head of a wolf? That's probably the closest way of describing them. Yes, they're quite chunky and sort of, like, curved like a bear. They're not sort of tall with long legs like a wolf, but they've got wolfy faces and wolfy ears. Wolf bears. Massive buggy wolf things. Well, she doesn't know if they're real or not, but they, they certainly get spoken about a lot. She also knows there's like these viper squirrels. They're quite nasty. Easy enough to deal with, but just make sure you don't get overwhelmed by them. The main problem is that they tend to starve to death very easily because they can't pick up the nuts because they have no four paws. That's true. Of course, they you just look like really long toilet brushes. <laughs> <laughs> they're just really furry snakes. I kind of imagine them as, as fang squirrels, but oh. I quite like that giant, oh. fluffy, furry snake thing. <laughs> if you are going there, make sure you are well stocked up and actually know what you're looking for. You can you can spend days exploring the woods. Mm. She just looks over the three of you, mainly then looks at Emery and Ruidor and says it wouldn't hurt to take maybe some extra manpower if you need it. I know there are a couple of freelance soldiers and people available. Not bad, yeah. I mean, you look like you can take care of yourself. I'm not so sure about your companion. <laughs> this is the single person yeah. with the lowest strength in there. She's the person with a bow and a sword, though. That's true. Well, I will ask her, do you know anyone who is looking for work at the moment who might be willing to come out with us? Good. Do we have enough money to it first? Possibly. I have to go and see. There's obviously a number of people around town 
that can be useful for different things. Are you looking for anything in particular? Are you looking for people to help fight, people with experience of the woods? Mm. Not not these woods explicitly, Ideally, but... someone I, who combines both. The rangers themselves probably won't have anyone available. Just say, you just sound like you've described a ranger. <laughs> they do tend to have, like, trackers and people like that that work with them. So they might be able to recommend some people. Short of that, it wouldn't actually hurt. It's not uncommon for adventurers to basically just stand up in the middle of town and... Adventurers! Cannonballer! <clears throat> Human shields! Pretty much. Yeah. And she said, actually, the best place to do that is the market square, because the market's not all at the moment, but it's still sort of like the main yeah. central area okay. of town. What's yeah, the going rate? Anything between a coin and five coins a day, depending on how good they are yeah. and how much they charge, basically. I think it'd be fine, personally, but yeah, I suppose you people know more about the out- outdoors than me. At least a track or something would be really helpful. Then I'm going to go up to the way station and see if they've got anybody who... Because I know that they do provide beds for sort of visiting yeah. hunters and trackers and things, as well as the registered rangers. Yeah. So I'm going to see if they've got anyone who's looking for work, who's staying over. Daryl tells you, obviously, you can't find any actual rangers. <clears throat> yes, absolutely, there are trackers, hunters, people like that available. He will get you some names of people he would recommend and put the word out. Okay. What I will do is say make a recruitable. So it's 2d6. You're, you're going to get a plus one because you've got Daryl's recommendation. And you can make it known that your pay is generous. You can make it known in advance what you're setting out. So rather than just like saying we've got people to tag along with it, yeah. say we are going to the woods to deal with this. Yes, we want people who have experience in tracking and combat. So good with a sword or a bow or both. And also people who are aware of the fact that we're going to a dangerous area and are prepared for mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that seems better. Are you going to offer above average pay? No. How many days are we going to be in that? Depending on what you end up doing in the woods, you could spend a week exploring the woods. So you said it's anything from a one coin upwards to yeah. about five. I mean, five it, is presumably for a highly skilled sort of... Yeah, five would be for like a, someone very competent. So I'd say like, well, yeah, we, we will be generous. I'm thinking maybe three coins. Yeah. Two, maximum. All right, fine, two. We're going to offer two. We're going to offer... I'm going to say that's not generous pay. That seems fair. We're going to offer fair pay. Fine, fair, fair pay is fine. I was going to say we're offering national minimum wage. Are we offering a, the living wage? Competitive rates. <laughs> we're actually offering twice minimum wage. You could offer them a share of any treasures. That's obviously quite significant, but it would give you another plus one. Nah. Okay. We won't roll. say that. We might do, but we're not going to say that. In yeah. which case, roll plus two. Seven. They're going to haggle, aren't they? Find a couple of hunters who've got sort of woodland experience. They're not shy about saying they don't, you know, they're not really experienced fighters, but they're, they're worried about their loved ones and everything with these terrible creatures coming from the woods. You, let's say, have five people to choose from. You have Helga, Sigrun, Brinton, John, and Koi. Helga and Sigrun are both hunters. They describe themselves as being, you know, reasonably competent with a sword and good at surviving in the wilderness. They've not been to the Grimwood specifically, but they have woodland skills. Yeah. Brinton is a, he's a former member of the City Watch. He's retired. He's older, not like ancient. Yeah. He can still swing a sword. He's not so good at the woodland side of things, but he's probably better in a fight. John is a blacksmith. He's not a formally trained combatant or anything, but he's pretty strong. Poi's younger than the others. Poi's a, a teenager. Um, oh, right, she's out. You're not sure if it's a boy or a girl. <laughs> I've seen Poi. Kind of like we're not taking her. Okay. I suggest we take 
I'd say Helga and Brinton, personally. Well, you're the one paying for this. You get the choice, yeah, I guess. I have to take anybody, but I think it's going to be helpful. Do any of them seem to have any issues with elves or the idea of magic when we talk yes, to them? Yes, that's true. I mean, you're obviously an elf that has been doing the recruitment. And Do any of them seem freaked out by Ruid or yeah. Emery is holding a scythe? <clears throat> no, they know you're adventurous. How are they around Inky? Are any of them, like, averse to animals? Just, just in case. What are Inky's things? Inky is Please. adaptable and has search and scout. Okay. Inky seems indifferent to them. How does Inky act around me? He doesn't dislike you, but he tends to avoid you. How does Inky act around me? That's another question. He thinks you're a cat and just wants to chase you. Yeah, Inky <laughs> actually does occasionally, like, nip at your heels. <laughs> he never used to do it, but since you turned into a jaguar, he kind of, like, seems to want to chase you. Just don't turn into a tree, because he will piss on you. <laughs> or a squirrel. Or a squirrel. <laughs> I think, I think Helga and Brenton. Okay, let me just double check how high we look. In a town. Someone roll a d3. So, three. Three, so that is actually six points. I'll roll another d3 for Brenton. One. <laughs> okay. Oh, I like the sound of Brenton. But all of his points are going in Warrior. Really. Maybe he's very good at one thing, but just not very widely skilled. In Warrior. Every way Hylings work is they have points in certain skills. Brinton has two warrior, one protector, and one loyalty. And Helga has two tracker, one warrior, two minstrel, one loyalty. We really don't want a bard. With a warrior, if you fight with them, so as long as, like, descriptively you say, oh, I'm going to team up with so-and-so and we're going to attack this person together, yeah. their skill gets added to any damage you deal. Protector, which is the other thing that Brinton has, can do two things. They can either help defend you, in which case... Act as armor effectively, so they will okay. give you a point of armor. And effectively, if it's a particularly bad hit, he will take a hit instead of you. And they can, you can also use them as a bonus to defy danger. Or if you're feeling particularly vicious, use them as a bonus to defy danger as you grab the hiling and throw them in the way of the If you fight. defy danger using a protector, you get a bonus, mm -hmm. but there is always a downside to it. It's never a complete success. Yeah, sure. You're more likely to succeed, but there will always be a side effect. When you enter a place of food, drink, or entertainment with a minstrel, you'll be treated as friendly by everyone, and you subtract minstrel skill from all prices. Oh, wow, we get about free drinks. And a tracker can do two things. See, when a tracker leads the way, you automatically succeed. You haven't done one, but we discussed them before. When you do a perilous journey, there are three roles, and they can take one of the roles, which might be useful since Emery's somewhat incompetent. Yeah. I'm not incompetent. Emery is not suited for life in the wilderness. They can also study a trail, although it takes a while. So basically, if you if you make camp while they study a trail kind of thing, when you break camp, they will have plotted the trail and you'll be able to follow the trail. So they're, they're like well, quest markers. Yeah, they continue to the next waypoint if you make camp. <laughs> so Brinton is an older gentleman, slightly greying, but he's got his own sword, he's got his own shield. Helga... I think she, she's probably quite pretty, you know, she's okay. been a minstrel. Kira Knightley and King Arthur. Oh, really? Okay. And she also, she has like a knife and a short bow. It's not as good. You've got like a proper <clears throat> ranger's bow. I have a recurve composite bow. Well, there you go. That sounds terribly unnatural. No, it's fine. Composite? Yeah, it's made from horn and you, probably. She's just got like a very basic bow. It's nowhere near as good as yours. And then <clears> she gets <throat> her pipes out and plays a little ditty and is happy. Oh, God. <laughs> On the other hand, I might have just found an excellent person to <laughs> <laughs> animate corpse on. She's very pretty. 
betting. Ilya, sorry, not my thing. All I know is the people at the Tempest Peaks have strange customs. <laughs> That's very true. Very true. Okay. So make sure they're definitely aware of what we're doing and where we're going. Yeah. How long has it taken to hire these people? Is it worth? It's probably worth us staying here overnight and then heading. You could stay overnight and head. Okay. Well, we'll ask them to you know make sure that they've got everything they need. Make sure they realise that they're being paid from tomorrow. Yep. Yes, we won't worry about paying until you get back to town. That way, if they die, it doesn't cost you anything. Hey, I might be cheap, but that's a little harsh. I mean, they can't spend the money to go back to town. If they die, we will send what they've earned to their families. Some of it. Look, I'm carrying it, so I decide where it goes. Okay, so you're setting out the next day? Mm-hmm. Yes. Which way are you going? Because you, you could go straight to the wood. I think we're going to go up to the attack look, site. Yeah, let's look around there. So go to the attack site. The known first. attack site, yeah. Well, we want to examine the site of the attack. And... Have all the attacks been in the same place? They've been on that sort of stretch of road. Yeah, so there might be a reason why it, that bit is being used. So I think we should. Look They're all that hex of the map. Yes, and that hex <laughs> represents a good few hours' journey, basically, if you think sure. which hex is a ration. It's not going to count as a perilous journey because you're going along a road. Because this road is perfectly safe. Well, <laughs> it's safe. You know, if you get attacked by the things, then you've succeeded in your quest. Of finding the rings. So. I'm going to have to ask you to cross off three rations. Oh, cool. Three. Oh, one each, you mean. Not Sorry. three each. Three. There's three days of travel. Well, it's three rations worth of travel, so actually it's probably a day and a half. Fair enough. Into sure. the second day. I'm sure our... I'm sure we can supplement Wilderness our, experts yeah. can use uh, snares or something. You're quite right, because I believe the tracker automatically reduces costs by one ration, so actually you'll you cross off two rations each. Yay. Oh, it was the other druid that basically had, I didn't need rations when traveling through the wilderness. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's an ability you can get. It's not quite the same. I can get Forager, which gains me 1d6 plus 2 rations. So it's not that you don't need rations, but you can acquire them yourself, basically. Yeah. Okay. You arrive at the site of the last attack. What are you looking for? The caravan itself has been cleared away from here, but they still, you, you know the location. Well, I mean, just also on the way, we're not looking necessarily just looking for this site, but if there's anything else that caught our eye as well, you said there's been several attacks after all. There's no guarantee that this is the last one that was attacked. No, okay. one since then. But yes, otherwise, we'll just see if there's any kind of traces or tracks. And uh, we know the vague direction they're going is in, they went that away. Yeah. If there's any way of kind of narrowing it down, that would be quite useful. I think he has searched. I'm going to see if he. Picks you actually thing. have a specific trail finding skill, don't you? Possibly, I can't remember. How far away are we from the wood at the moment? Probably like an hour to the wood. I, I'm going to warn our travelling companions. Do not be alarmed at what, at what you see. And I'm going to transform into a basically a dog so I can track. Don't fight Inky. I want to fight, fight, fight Inky. Inky might fight you. Inky looks excited I, as you start. I, I was, was going to say Inky might find something else to do oh, to you now. No. <laughs> Inky's been on just... his own for a long time. <laughs> When he sees that you've turned into a dog, he just whines a little. He was hoping for another Jaguar's chase. Oh, clear dogs. Well, I'm actually going to take a minus to dexterity in this one. I suppose the only dog that you've really had a chance to study has got three legs, so that's why you take the dexterity. <laughs> I'm going to take useful adaptation, which, and I will take the plus 1d4 damage as usual. I'm going to see if I can track a scent. I have hunt and track. Okay. If you want to roll a assist roll, first of all, which is plus the number of forms you have with Merrick. Just a general roll, not, not on any stat. You, you roll plus the number of bonds you have with Merrick. 
instead of a status of the bombs, who are effectively aiding. That's one bomb. Six. Okay. <laughs> Oops. This dog is not very helpful. Ruidor, you are indeed showing me the ways of the wild, right, and I'm not impressed. You can make your own roll, and um, obviously um, Inky is trained, so you will add six. his cunning. And I, I add his cunning, yes. And I'm using, do I use hunt and trap? It is yeah. following a trail of clues rather than generally looking around by the looks of it. Well, I mean, you know the area, so effectively you're looking for clues in this area, yes. but yes, I, I will. Yeah. So is it coming off wisdom? And then you'll get an additional plus whatever Ooh. for Inky. And I get his cunning. Which is two, nine. You follow the creature's trail until there's a significant change in its direction or mode of travel. Okay, you manage to find some drag marks and things like that that are leading towards the woods, and you're confident that you can follow them certainly as far as the woods and then hopefully beyond that point. Cool. I don't know if you want to do anything else here before you start heading off. The only thing I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be using Blood as the Essence of Life just to boost up my essence a bit. Ugh, taking four wounds, I can take minus one forward as well. Oh, nasty. Can I study this Five, uh, six, this attack site? It mm. comes under discern realities. Oh, yes, of course. It's a lot. I mean, just as much as I do with hitting small. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's the smallest stuff. What, what have you just done? Uh, make a. Well, no, what, what has Steve just done? Make a <laughs> I don't know. What upset? What's discern realities? Make roll plus wisdom. I found nothing. I'm transforming back to human at this point. I've got a minus one on that for going forward, so it's nine. You see Emery wincing in pain and then putting a knife away. I think I was distracted by the fact that Ruador is sniffing Inky behind. Inky is getting fed up of you pestering him. And Inky (laughs) snaps at you and lets out a low growl. Fine. I can actually communicate with Inky. I'm basically going to threaten Inky in dog. There's a lot of growling going on. Warn him not to be so stupid. You can speak to animals now, so can't you? Yes, I have wild empathy. I can speak with and understand animals. Okay, well, you hear mm. Ruidor threatening Inky and telling him to back down. His growl drops in volume a bit, and Inky sort of looks over in your direction. I'm going to basically say to Inky, ignore him, he's a complete idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I understood what you just said to Inky. Leave him alone. Stop sniffing him. Hey, I'll leave him if he leaves me alone. All he was objected to was you getting a little bit personal. Merith, would Inky chase squirrels? If you transform into one, let's find out. No, no, I was going to summon one so he could chase one. (laughs) Stop teasing Inky. Also, I'm pretty sure you're meant to like summon the animal to help you out, not I'm going to summon you so this dog can chase you. I think the spirit of the Calabar tree might be revoking its gifts. And you people are meant to be experts in the wild. Dear Lord. Ruidor is a friend to nature. I will be their friend as well. Can I reverse a bond? Sure. <laughs> you can consider it involved <laughs> if it no longer applies. I do apologize. Elves, I'm never quite sure. Um, I mean, I, I, I respect their, their civilization and everything, but I don't understand it. They have a civilization? I thought they were still in the trees where they ate these people keep talking. I seems a little narrow-minded of you. Not of me. They're the ones who keep saying that civilization is a terrible thing. But um, should we get on with things? Yes, that, think- that would be quite useful, yes. While this is going on, Brinton's got his sword and shield out. <laughs> At the ready. Right, well, let's head off to the forest. I'll unlock my uh, scythe as well, since we might be into dangerous areas now. We're in uncivilised okay. lands now, after all. So you're heading into the woods. You're going into the woods today. You're into a big surprise. <laughs> 
surprise. Yeah, still in here, you feel a sense of homecoming. <laughs> That's a big surprise. It's not the teddy bear's picnic, it's the wolf bear's picnic we're going to Yes. <laughs> and they're picnicking on adventurers. Woohoo! And so we conclude this episode. As always, we would love to hear thoughts and feedback from anyone via our website, fumblepodcast.com, our email, info at fumblepodcast.com, or drop us a tweet using at fumblepodcast. The intro and outro music was produced by the amazingly talented Christopher Backlid. His details are available on our website. Yeah.